Welcome to the Bridge Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from our senior pastor, Neil Haney. To access other resources or to find out more information about our church, visit thebridgespringfield.com or find us on social media at The Bridge Springfield. This is the, the last message in our series, uh, Living in His Body. And uh, I'm excited about what I'm going to share this morning because there's a tremendous amount of blessing in what I'm, I'm about to share. Uh, I, I want to tell you a quick story that happened yesterday. Uh, Deb, Deb, my wife, and I are in uh, Gene and Pam Kelly's Connect Group, and that meets at 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings. And um, uh, after we were wrapping up, Gene asked me, he said, so what are you preaching on tomorrow? And being the smart aleck I, said, I am, I said, the stage. <laughs> and, uh, and then I said, no, I, you know, actually, I, I'm preaching on giving. And this is what he said to me. He said, oh, so, he said, reach in them jeans and pull out them greens. I just want to tell you right out of the gate that that is not the theme of this morning's message. Reach in them jeans and pull out them greens. No, that is not what I'm going to be saying. My actual title of my sermon this morning is, is uh, so it's living in his body, it's giving to his body. And, um, and this is an important topic, and it's, it's an important topic for two reasons. We've been talking about commitment to the body of Christ the local body of Christ. We've been talking about connection with the local body of Christ, and we've been talking about service to and then out from the body of Christ. Giving, financial giving, has to do with every one of those three things. When you commit yourself to a church body, you're committing to be a part, to do your part to, to the well-being of your church. And that means that you're going to give sacrificially to keep the ministries of the church going, uh, to pay the salaries of the staff, uh, to, to make sure that um, the lights stay on, the heat stays on, the air conditioning stays on. And uh, as each one does their part, it, you know, it spreads the burden. Dennis has been talking a lot to me lately about diffused responsibility and how, how in our culture there's this phenomenon called diffused responsibility, which is it's someone else's responsibility, not mine. And so in the body of Christ, we don't take that attitude. Everyone is responsible for what happens in a local body, including financial support. And so I'm just going to say that right out of the gate. However, so, you know, to that extent, reaching them jeans, pull out them greens, maybe it sounds a little bit like that. However, I want to talk to you this morning about the blessing of financial giving because there is so much in the Word to be, to be found about when we give what God does. And that's what I want you to hear this morning. I want you to be blessed. Yes, I want the church to be blessed. I want, if, if I had it my way, everyone would give, and everyone would give sacrificially, and everyone would, would seek the Lord and say, Lord, what is it that you want me to give to this church body? Because that's really what we need to be doing. And that's my challenge, ultimately, to, to all of us this morning. 
is to ask the Lord to go home, get in your prayer closet, wherever you are. I have a, I have a big fuzzy chair that I sit in in the mornings and have my devotions and I journal. And, and, and by the way, please do not miss the opportunity to come to this four-hour seminar, three hours, however long it is, on the 4th, if you possibly can make it. Because one of the greatest blessings in my life is being able to know that I'm hearing God's voice. And I do that through journaling. And that's what we're going to be taught. Um, and I, I will say this. Um, I, I was going to share this later in the sermon, but I th- I'm just feeling like the need for it now. The Lord speaks in all kinds of ways. And um, in the last couple of months, we actually asked uh, some people to serve on a finance team. Uh, one person is actually outside the church body, but very good with finances. And we asked them to come in and be on the finance team and to help us come up. We've changed our budget year from January to December to October through September. And so we're in a, we're in a new kind of a budget year. So we, we've actually started our new budget year. And so in, in doing so, we asked this, this financial team to come together and to work on a budget and bring a budget proposal to the elders. And we haven't done that in years. We used to do that in years past, but we haven't done that in years. And I'm so thankful to God that we did that because they took two or three months to go over everything uh, that we're doing financially as a church. And we have been challenged, the pastors, the elders of this church have been challenged to make sure that everything you're giving is used to the absolute best stewardship that we can possibly do for this church not wasting a dime in any direction and I as as we were going through that process I have been personally challenged to go back to the Lord and say Lord am I wasting money in any direction because I'm a steward it's all you know it all belongs to him your income is actually his everything you own belongs to the Lord And he's asking you to steward that well, and he's also asking you to give back to him. And I'm going to explain that in a moment. But man, I have been, I have really heard the voice of the Lord loud and clear. Dennis preached on the Lord's discipline last week. And I told him about a saying that we have in America that they don't have in Russia called going to the woodshed. And I feel like I've gone to the woodshed in the last couple of weeks um, regarding finances. And, um, and, and, and so I've had some repenting to do. And so I'm telling you, I, you know, my, this sermon came to me two weeks ago that, that I was supposed to share this. This last, this last sermon on, on living in the body is giving to the body. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Forget about me, okay? I, I, I'm, I'm just a voice this morning. I'm just a mouth. And I want you to listen to what the Lord is speaking to you because that's what we've done as an an eldership and as as pastors with this wonderful finance team that has basically come to us and said, hey, let's make sure that every dime that's being given to this church is being used the way the Lord would have it be used, not wasting a dime. And the Lord has spoken that to me. And so now I'm just letting, I, I told him last night when I left here, I went over this sermon several times and I can't get it right on Saturday nights. I, 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 I'm, I prepare it during the week. I present it on Thursday to a sermon prep team. But Saturday night I come here and I go through it several times so it's fresh. And 
but I never leave here feeling like, yeah, man, I got this. And when I left here last night, I left here with these words, Lord, I can't, but you can. So you're going to have to speak. So whatever's happening right now, I'm trusting it's the Holy Spirit speaking. So don't get mad at me. And don't think too much of me, because this ain't me. I mean, honestly, I've given this to the Lord. Now, that whole reach in the jeans and pull out them greens, that thing was from, that's, that's flesh right there. But, but listen to what the, so I want you to know something too. Right under, so when we built this little extension to the stage last winter, uh, while it was still just plywood, I got a big Sharpie marker and I wrote right here where we stand these words from Isaiah 55, 11. My word that goes forth from my mouth will not return to me void, but will accomplish that for which I send it. And we stand on that. Every time I'm standing on those very words right now under a quarter inch of carpet. And so listen carefully to the following promises from the word of God because this is to bless you, okay? This is to bless you. I'm going to read one scripture from the Old Testament, one scripture from a gospel, and one scripture from the Apostle Paul, and they all say the same thing in, in, in a manner of speaking. They're all saying the same thing because God's word, some of these things are eternal. So some, some things from the Old Covenant have passed away. This is not one of them. This is a biblical principle that you can always take to the bank, literally, okay? So here it is. This is coming from Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And we're the wealthiest nation in the world. The poorest among us is wealthier than about 90% of the rest of the world. So honor the, the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. First fruits. That means he gets, he gets the, right off the top, he gets the first fruits. Now listen to this. There's a promise then. Actually, two promises that are basically the same. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing. That word overflowing is going to recur several times this morning. And your vats will brim over, again, overflowing. Your vats will brim over with new wine. Now, we're not a, an agrarian culture. We're, we're, we not, I, don't, I doubt very many people besides the, uh, the fries have any barns. And, and we don't have vats, you know. We don't, you know, raise grapes and make wine. Generally speaking, if you drink wine, you go to the store and get it. But... but um, but apply that to what God would say to a contemporary group of people, his people. What would that mean for you if your barn was overflowing and your, your vats were brimming over with new wine? What would that look like? I, I think it would mean that you would have everything that you need in abundance, right? Your houses would be filled with good things. You'd have a house, you know. And so, and so that's a promise from the Lord, and, and that comes out of, out of Proverbs. Proverbs, most of the Proverbs are eternal truth, not just um, new covenant or old covenant stuff. But then in the Gospels, Jesus says this, very similar type thing. Love the, the imagery here. Listen to this very carefully, because this is a promise for you. Give, and it will be given to you. Give, and it will be given to you. A little bit, just a little bit. No. In good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, 
There again, an overflow. It will pour, it will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Two things, two things out of that scripture. The parabolic imagery is a person who goes to the market in, in that day and age, which is 2,000 years ago in Israel. They would take money uh, or they would take something to exchange for the grain that they're, they're purchasing and they would give it to the vendor, very generous vendor. Then they would lift the, the skirt uh, or lift their, their robe and pull it up like this and create a pocket in their robe. And the, the vendor would then begin to pour the grain into this, this pocket that's made out of their robe. And he would shake it, he would press it down, and he would pour more. And he would shake it and press it down and pour more. And this generous vendor would make sure that you got so much that it was beginning to run over on the ground after he got through pressing it down and shaking it. Jesus is saying that's how God is. And when you give to him, he makes sure that it's that you receive back, it's pressed down, it's shaken together and running over. And so when you walk, you got to be very careful because you're going to spill it out on the ground because he's been given, given that, he's given that to you in such abundance. But, but then he also says, for the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's an interesting thought. And Paul, the apostle, picks this right up in his letter to the knucklehead Corinthians. These guys were a bunch of knuckleheads, they were. <laughs> and he's trying to train them in godly living. And so in 2 Corinthians 9, beginning with verse 6, he says this, and I think we have it up here. Remember this, he says. Remember this. It's important. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. To quote the words of Jesus, the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So give. Give, and it will be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will pour to your lap. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. And I believe that later on in the scripture, it talks about um, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel and for your generosity in sharing with others. So there's obedience. So, so Paul is assuming that they would consult with the Lord in determining what they would give. And again, that's the, that's the application to this entire message this morning. Don't do anything because I'm up here preaching about it. Ask the Lord what he wants you to do with this, what he's speaking to you expressly. And then just be obedient. Just do what the Lord is asking you to do. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. So again, this is not a compulsion sermon. For God loves a cheerful giver. But Rick Warren says he'll take money from a grump. Okay. But I think cheerful is better, don't you? You know, there's something very wonderful about giving to the Lord. It's just, you know, we give electronically through our bank. But when I see my little, I, I ask for a, a, a notice from the bank when that's given. And when I see, you know, th that things come out, 
you know, that my tithe has come out for the bridge. And, and we tithe. That's not a law. It's a principle. I think it's a good jumping off place. But, but when I see that little notice come through, it, it, it gives me joy. When I see it come through from anything else, it's like, ah, man, I had to give that much <laughs> to keep the lights on, you know? I had to give that much for this stupid cell phone. But when I see that come through, I feel joyful because I know that it's going to bless this church. And God is able to bless you abundantly, overflowing abundance, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, there's that promise, you will abound in every good work. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. And you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on, on every occasion. And through your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Guys, he just wants a generous people. We serve a generous God. We serve a generous God. The only time in the Bible that God says to test me is in giving to him. He says, bring, bring your offering to the storehouse. And see if I will not, and test me in this, and see if I will not pour out more blessing than you can contain. There again, this, this overabounding, overflowing uh, abundance that God gives. When I was right out of college, I, I um, had started attending church, and I wasn't given anything yet. I, 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 I just, you know, I wasn't raised that way. I mean, my, I know that my parents gave to the church, but I have no idea how much, and they didn't talk to me about it. And so I, you know, I just, I didn't really think about it. And, and I was listening, I was, um, I remember I was in my bedroom, and, and I think either someone had given me a cassette tape. <laughs> Do you remember what cassette tapes are? Some people are like, huh? Yeah. Or, I was listening on the radio. I can't remember. It was one or the other, but I was listening to this, this preacher who was pretty famous back in the 80s. It might have been Moses. I'm not sure. But anyway, <laughs> he starts talking about the law of reciprocity, the law of reciprocity. Now, it's not like a mosaic law, but it's the law of sowing and reaping. And he was talking about these passages, and he said, you know, when you're generous out this way, it comes back to you in generosity. When you give, you receive. When you sow, you reap. And if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow generously, you reap generously. He, he said it's called, in the, you know, the law of reciprocity. It's a reciprocal law. What you sow, you also reap. In fact, Paul says in Galatians 6, 7, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. It's just a, it's a, it's a spiritual law. It's not, it's not like the Mosaic law that, you know, if you don't do this, you're under a curse. Dennis talked about that this morning. Jesus took the curse. We, we're not under a curse. But there is a promise of blessing. If we take God at his word, if we believe him, and we give generously. And, and guys, I have never heard anyone share with me, and I've had a lot of people share about the blessings when they decided to take a step of faith and begin to give to the church, the blessings that begin to return to them. 
I've never, I've yet to hear anyone that was over the age of 30 that said, that don't work for me. I gave and I didn't receive. You know, if, if that's you, give it some time. Give it 10 years and then come back and tell me how it's going. There's a person in this church that for, for most of her career gave 50% of her income away. 50%, half of her income she gave to the church and to ministries and to missionaries and that sort of thing. She retired a few years ago, and her financial advisor said, you know what, you're set for life. Go and live well, because you have all you need to finish out. 50% of her income. She tested the Lord in this, and, and he came through. You know, throughout the centuries, giving to the Lord has been a spiritual act of obedience and worship. God's people always came to the Lord. In fact, I, I read in Psalms this week, it was Psalm 97, I believe it was, that says, come into the Lord's presence and bring your offering to him. It, it's just, you know, that, that's been an act of worship and an act of obedience as long as there have been the people of God. And Paul is challenging uh, the Corinthians to do that. And he's applauding the Philippians for doing that. And he said, as you are generous and you give, God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That's a prom- it's just a promise. There's wave after wave of promise of God's blessing as we give. So first of all, you'll be blessed if you do it. But let me just say a couple more things here about, about giving. So what happens to your money when you give to this church, and I told you about the, here I have, you know, finance team, met with the elders, and, and you know, to the best of our ability, we're going to steward the money given to this church, not wasting a dime until Jesus returns, okay? So I, I want you to know that, that we're going to treat your money as Super, super important, and we're going to be the best stewards we can be. I want to talk a little bit about what happens with what's given here. We are doing our best to make sure that your children are ministered to in the best possible way, that they're learning about Jesus, they're learning about God, they're learning about the Bible, they're learning about the kingdom, that they're receiving an education that teaches them about God and his word and his ways. And, and so we, we, that's why we spent, we, we borrowed, two or three years ago, we borrowed $330,000 to renovate the children's wing. It was a shambles before. And I'm ashamed to tell you that, that we let it get that bad. It was the last place that we, we in the church that we renovated. <clears throat> but it was high time that we did. And so we created an incredible environment for your children to learn about God. The roof was leaking, especially in that wing, but all over the church. We needed to replace the roof. The, the cafe, the courtyard cafe, was, was a, uh, a, a, a large um, conference room that we used about four times a year. That space was being completely wasted. And Wes and Lily had this vision for this cafe, 
And man, I love what it, you know, us older folks are like, why do we need a cafe for? And they said, trust us, young people will love this. And we trusted them and we put it in. Young people have loved this. It's, it's the watering hole of the church. We needed to start live streaming. We needed to upgrade some things. Guys, you understand that the sound in this room is good, not just by accident. You see those, you probably can't see them, but if you look real closely, we've got panels on the walls on either side in the back all around us right here. They're panels that absorb sound. You could stand in the middle of the sanctuary and go like this, and it would clack, 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 clack. And so every time you hit the drum, bah, 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 it sounded super muddy. It wasn't clear. It wasn't crisp. Microphones were squealing. Sound systems were squealing. Wes said two things. He, he, excellence is his watchword. He said, I want excellent worship, excellent sound, excellent people, excellent live stream. If we don't do, do this with excellence, I don't want to do live stream because I don't want you to listen online and say, you know what, this is horrible. I don't think I want to go to this church because it, the sound is horrible. We have a separate sound system for the live stream than we do for what's in the house. That costs money, but it's paying off. I've heard so many people just this week say, we heard your service and your worship on, online, and we wanted to come here. That's what, we're, that's what we want. But that costs money, folks. And of that, we borrowed $330,000 to do all this renovation and do all this stuff. And we've paid off 40000 of that so far in a couple of years. But we need to get this paid off because we're outgrowing this sanctuary. And I had a, I had a pastor tell me, he's the, actually the overseer for the Vineyard region, uh, Great Lakes region we're in, and he's a friend of ours, and we're continuing to have a relationship with him. His name is Van Cochran. He has a large church in Cincinnati. And I said, you know, we're thinking about, you know, going to two services because we're starting to fill up and it's getting a little crowded. And he said, man, Neil, he said, let me just tell you something. He said, if you can do anything to avoid going to two services, please do that. He said, we made the mistake of doing that too early. And he said, we, we now have two churches. And I'm pastoring two different churches. And he says, our volunteers are having to double up, and I'm having to preach twice every Sunday. And he said, I just don't think it's worth it. He said, if you can anyway, in any way expand your sanctuary, your current meeting place, do that. Well, we designed this, this, this room right here. These walls don't have any brick or mortar on them. They're drywall and wood. And the purpose in that was so that at some point when we got big enough, we could bust these walls out here and go out in about another 25 feet on either side. That would create a lot more space. We could throw in a couple of more screens on these walls here facing that way and still be able to, to see the words, and we still wouldn't be that far from the stage compared to other churches. But we can't do that until we pay off this loan. Our parking lot. We've already outgrown it. I parked three blocks down the street this morning so I wouldn't take up a space for somebody. Don't, I don't want to pat on the back for that. Van told me to do that. He said, get your staff to, to walk two blocks so you make room for people. But we're already out of space. I came late one time. 
I forget what I was doing, but I couldn't get here before a certain time. And I drove through the parking lot, and there was one spot open, and that person was pulling out as I was pulling in. Opened the spot for me to park. It was full, and there, was people, there were people parked on the street. And we can't grow if we don't have room. And we, we can't have room until we pay off this loan. And so, guys, we, we, you're sitting in a beautiful building because we did this loan. Your kids are having an incredible experience because we took that loan out. We, we're not having rain dripping on our heads right now because we took this loan out. You had a wonderful experience with coffee this morning in the cafe because we took this loan out. People are listening online right now to a, a wonderful quality service because we took the loan out. But guys, we, we, we need to pay this off so that we can have money. Our parking lot can't be resurfaced again. It's so old, it's crumbling. It's going to have to be completely redone and expanded. Does that make sense? So I, I'm just saying we have needs because we're growing. Hallelujah. Good, good problem to have. But it's a problem, you know. We're trying to make this place conducive for learning, growing, worshiping. And we want you to have a good experience. We want, every, we want to be able to welcome everybody that's, you know, everybody possible. So let me wrap this morning by asking you some questions. I just, I'm just going to ask you some questions, okay? What is God speaking to you this morning, personally? Not what am I speaking to you. What is God speaking to you and what is God asking you to do this morning? By the way, you see this blue card right here? There's one of those in the seat pocket in front of you. This is the loan payoff for this building. I'm asking you to take, everyone to take, that. if you're not giving to that at this point, take this home with you and pray over it. And ask God, what do you want me to contribute to the loan payoff so we can start expanding again and then take this white envelope home as a symbol of what God may be asking you to give on a regular basis I get paid every two weeks so I just reworked everything so that that you know what's taken out of my check comes out not two days before payday but actually it's on payday because that's important to us you know but but you know, how and when and what do you want me to give, Lord? I just want you to ask him that. And then as you're obedient, God is going to bless your socks off, man. He is going to give and it will be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, it will pour into your lap. You can expect checks in the mail, refunds, you know, uh, uh, unexpected gifts. Wes said, he said this morning that... Um, he shared in small group a little bit about their financial situation, and, and he's taken on a, a second job to, to, because they had some, some expenses that had to do with some, with some flooding that was happening in their basement, and they had to spend some money, and they don't want to be in debt. So he's, he's doing a little part-time job. Well, it's little to me, but maybe not to him. Uh, but to, to pay that off because they don't want to be in debt. He and Lily don't like debt. And so... Um, he said he got home, and later that next couple of days, someone dropped by and just gave him an envelope, and it was a gift for $500 in there. God, God, God wants to reward us when we give. 
And those kind of things happen, see. Have you asked the Lord how much he wants you to give to your local church? If you're watching online, maybe you're not a part of this church. It's okay. What does God want you to give to your local church? Are you sowing generously? Are you sowing sparingly? Apparently that matters. (laughs) And it matters not for me, but for you. Guys, I love you. I love you, and I want God's blessing on you. And let me just say this. If, if, it, if there's a lag time between your giving and, and God's blessing, that's, that's when you have faith. You remember the lag time between the promise of Isaac and when Isaac was born? It was only 25 years. But the blessing came. I can assure you it will not be 25 years if you start giving generously. Because God says, test me in this and see if I will not. Open the storehouses of blessing. Pour out more than you can contain. Give and it will be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, or pour into your lap. You reap what you sow. Sowing is a seasonal thing. You sow and then there's a harvest. You sow and then there's a harvest. You won't, look, you won't wait 25 years. But, but there is there can be that gap between what you do and God's response, that's where faith comes in. That's where trust comes in. I'm asking you to trust the Lord and trust his word and trust when I said, when, when the Lord says, let me just read it again, my word that goes forth from my mouth, and I just read three scriptures to you this morning, that goes forth from my mouth, will not return to me void, but will accomplish that for which I send it forth. When he says, be generous and give, and your barns will be full, your vats will overflow, pressed down, shaken together, running, poured into your lap, it will run, you know, run over, uh, you know, (laughs) be generous, God will be generous to you. That's, that's a promise from God's word, and he, it will not return to him void. It will not. If you give, you will receive, and you will receive in abundance. You cannot outgive God. I promise you that. You cannot outgive him. He will not allow it. He will never be in your debt. Let him who has ears to hear, let her who has ears to hear, hear what the Lord is saying to the church this morning. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us will go before you this week and say, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? How, it's all yours. How much do I get to keep and how much do you want? How can I, how can I commit, serve, and, and, and bless the bridge or whatever church you belong to? Whatever church you're called to, how can I bless this church? How can I, what do you want me to give, Lord? And I'll be obedient. And then I'm asking you to be good for your word, which I know you will, and bless me, Lord. And I want to be generous. I want to sow generously and reap generously. I want to, I, I, I want to give so that you will, you will be able to bless my finances. If you're in debt, you know, begin to give to the Lord. He'll get you out of debt. 
But I just, I just ask you to get before the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to give? What do you want me to commit? And then I'll be a cheerful giver. I'll be happy to give to your kingdom and to your work. Lord, I just pray your blessing upon this people. Your blessing upon their finances, Lord. I pray for gifts and unexpected refunds and checks in the mail for every single person in this room. And I want to hear testimonies, Lord, what you're going to do. And then, Lord, I ask you to bless this church, bring us out of debt, give us the, the resources to, uh, to serve and to bless and to expand, Lord, to, to expand our, our tent pegs as you, to, as you prophesied over this church, to expand the, 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 you know, the, the tent, so to speak. Lord, help us do that. And Lord, I I just thank you and praise you that you're going to do what I just prayed because I trust you completely. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you received a fresh revelation of the gospel of grace and that you experience the goodness of God in your everyday life. For more content like this or to stream our services live, visit thebridgespringfield.com. Have an awesome week.